Welcome into another edition of MCM Radio. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you tonight? Doing pretty daggum good. I mean, how can we do, be doing any better? <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, listen, the Ravens, man. Um, I mean, they have been the thorn in the Titans' side basically since they got to Nashville. Um, and listen, there was so much this week going on. Uh, there, there's so many Titans fans that don't understand the history against the Ravens um, because it's been a long time, right? I mean, it was, what, 2009 was, after the 2008 season was the last time that, you know, the Ravens really come in, came in and, and stole the Titans' chances at a Super Bowl. Um, but if you've been a Titans fan for as long as I have, you know, since the team came here in 1999, really, um, the 2000 game or the 2001 game after the 2000 season where the Titans were the one seed, the Ravens come here as the sixth seed and beat the Titans in a game where the Titans, you know, beat them in every statistic, statistical category but lost on the scoreboard because Al Del Greco couldn't kick a field goal. And then you have the game in 2009 following the 2008 season where you have an Algie Crumpler fumble, a Linda White fumble, a Kerry Collins interception, all of that in the red zone. Titans barely lose that game as well as the one seed, best team in the NFL. I mean, both those years, you really felt like the Titans had a chance to win the Super Bowl, but the Ravens came in here to Nashville and took that away. To get the revenge in this way where the Ravens are, you know, pretty much by consensus the best team in the league, um, you know, nobody really gave the Titans a chance. They were, you know, a nine and a half point underdog most of the week. I think the line actually moved to ten today because so many people were betting on the Ravens. For the Titans to really go in and dominate that game um, was really something. And it, I don't know, like, who who is there left that you feel like the Titans can't beat at this point? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm done saying they they can't beat anybody. I, I think they can beat anybody in the league. You know, it kind of speaks to the power of uh, of this offensive line, of a really hot offensive line and a really stout run game. You know, it, so much of the league has gone to this passing game now. Uh, the formula is still there. You play good, good defense, you run the ball, you control the clock. It's really old school. Um, you know, tonight was a, a big shot to the analytics crowd. Uh, it was a big shot to the running backs don't matter crowd. You know, Derrick Henry has, has honestly changed my viewpoint on on running backs and, and how much they matter now he's really rare um but can, can you imagine this team without derrick henry right now i mean the, the what he brings to this team how hard he runs how he runs through people uh, you know that third and short that he turned into a 66 yard run he got met at, at the line of scrimmage right there uh got popped in the mouth and then turn around and, and ran by everybody for 66 yards. It's just a toughness about this team. Uh, I, I think their their confidence is just at an all-time high. Uh, and then you look at, at what's left, you know, Kansas City and Houston. Uh, they're both in what outside the top 25 in, in rush defense. Uh, that sets up really, really well uh, for the Titans going into next week. Yeah, absolutely. And for the Titans want to do either one of those teams, you feel pretty good about the matchup there. Uh, before we get to that, more about this game. Yeah, Derrick Henry has been insane. And, you know, he, he's playing in the last year of his contract. And, you know, like you said, running backs don't matter. And, I mean, it, it, to a large degree, I subscribe to that theory. 
But when it comes to Derrick Henry and this team, I mean, pay the man whatever he wants. Like, I don't even care. Um, and, and that's kind of been the conversation, really, as this run has gone on. Derrick Henry has been the heart and soul of this team, the heart and soul of this offense. And, yes, the offensive line has played so much better, and they deserve more credit than they've gotten. Um, Roger Saffold was a guy that we were killing the first, you know, four to six weeks of the season. Um, there were just plays every game where it seemed like he was getting knocked on his butt. He's been really good. Nate Davis has really settled in at right guard and has been good. And, and, and the line overall has done a really nice job, especially in the run blocking uh, category. For really, since I mean, I don't know since Sandy Hill took over, but I, I think there's more to it than that. You have Taylor Lewan coming back after being suspended for the first four games. You have Nate Davis settling in as the starter at right guard. You know, after missing time in training camp, being hurt, you had Jamil Douglas and whoever else going there for the first few weeks of the season. And, and you know, Nate Davis coming from a small school and taking a little bit of time to settle in. Um, that, that group has really come together as the season has gone along. And, and you've seen, you know, just the kind of the fruits of that group really getting together and gelling and all that stuff. And then uh, you can't say enough about Derrick Henry. Um, I think it's the first, the first player ever to have over 180 yards rushing in three straight games. Finishes tonight 30 for, for 195. And, you know, so much, like you said, that analytics crowd. Uh, he can't keep this up. It's not sustainable, all that stuff. Um, you know, so much of the narrative this week was the Titans are going to have to throw more because they're going to be playing from behind in game script and all that kind of stuff. But Titans came in, got out to an early lead, and were able to, you know, give Derrick Henry 30 carries. And when able to, whenever they were able to do that, good things are going to happen. And you have the whole conversation about correlation or causation. You know, when Derrick Henry gets X number of carries, Titans win so many games. But, listen, that's what they're designed to do right now. And it's working for them. Um, Ryan Tannehill threw for 88 yards in this game after throwing for, what, 71 last <laughs> week. I mean, it has to be. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't have any research to back this up, but I mean, th- th- there can't be another scenario where a quarterback is thrown for under 170 yards in you know two playoff games, and his team has won both games. But like you said, that's how much Derrick Henry means to this team, and it's just it, it's been so fun to watch it all come together. Isn't it wild to go to, to go watch the game we just watched? We're all going to sit down and click on Kansas City and Houston tomorrow and see a totally different game. Ball's going to be slung around to all points of the field. Uh, you're going to see maybe two 400-yard passers. That's just a wild difference in philosophies. They both work, uh, and, and you know the Titans have have gone opposite, uh, and and they're taking on this NFL uh, trend of getting smaller and faster on defense, and they're running right at it. So it's really awesome uh, to to see that at work. Um, and, and you know the cool thing to me is everyone know, knows exactly what is coming i mean they didn't really sugarcoat it today uh they came out and they put it in 22 chest uh he was going to get 30 carries you know that that was pretty clearly the plan uh and really from that second drive on titans just kind of controlled the line of scrimmage this offensive line i i can't say it enough how, how well they're playing uh and and it's just strange how for really two or three seasons in a row how they've started so slow and then something clicks around December. Uh, but I think the difference this year has been getting some of that first half production. You know, we're not waiting until the third quarter uh, for the Derrick Henry home run. Uh, it can happen at any point in the game. 
Uh, he d- doesn't really have to wear down a defense. Now, he does do that. He breaks the will of teams. I thought he broke Baltimore in the third quarter tonight. Uh, but you're seeing a more consistent effort in the first half. Uh, I, I thought the Titans capitalized on that tonight. Um, obviously, you saw a little bit of that in the Patriots game and, and coming down the stretch. So that's the big difference for, for me uh, going from last year to this year. Yeah, and, and the start tonight, I think, was such a key because the Ravens were something like plus 91 in the first quarter this year, and that has been that had been so much of why they were able to be successful because they were able to play with a lead and, you know, able to sit on that, and the, the Titans did a good job of, of starting fast um, even after, you know, a first drive that wasn't successful, but you get to pick on the second drive. And, and listen, the Ravens shot themselves in the foot so many times. They had so many drops tonight. Um, you know, you get the first the, the first interception from Kevin Byard. It is a it is a dropped pass. Um, and, and you know, we're, we're maybe talking about a different game if if he if if they don't drop that pass. I mean, there, there's so many things. But like I said, I mean, you go back to those Ravens Ravens Titans playoff games uh, of the past, the games, especially the ones that were in Nashville. And I think this is the fourth time that these two teams have met in the playoffs, and the home team has never won. Uh, that's kind of incredible. But you know, just so many breaks the Titans got, and so much of that was just them, you know, being opportunistic, sure, but doing doing the things and making the plays when they had the chance. And you know, I, I was I was sitting here after they got the the turnover, uh, you know, right before the the Khalif Raymond touchdown and you're like you know this would be a perfect opportunity to play action take a shot down the field and you know you feel like it's so obvious watching the game you feel like the Ravens would be ready for it but they apparently weren't and and, you know just a great great route by Raymond great throw by Tannehill and such a Raymond's just such a cool story you know a guy that that had a great preseason got cut Got brought back on the on the on the practice squad. Was able to you know continue to work and get on the team. And he's made some really big plays for this team, and has given them kind of that speed dimension that they've needed. And you're talking about a, a, a game tonight where you had what three catches by wide receivers, um, and one of them was the you know Corey Davis catching the end zone, the jump pass from Derrick Henry. So um, you know really. Tannehill connected with with two wide receivers in this game, and one of them is you know Cleve Raymond, 45-yard touchdown pass. Uh, you know, in a game where where Tannehill only threw for 88 yards, you're talking about more than half of his yards on that one play. Uh, so I mean, just just a, a testament to what this team has really been all year. Uh, so many guys just fighting and, and and staying engaged and all that kind of stuff. And guys, when they're when they're given a chance to make a big play, they make it. Yeah, and you talk about Raymond. Uh, you know that's kind of an illustration of how important preseason is to these guys. You know when we, me and you, are sitting here trying to keep our eyes open in the third quarter of the the third preseason game, uh, Raymond's out here outplaying Taewon Taylor. You know, and, and, and making his case to be on this roster, and it turns out he beats Taylor for that spot, uh, and, and he comes around in the second round of the playoffs and catches a touchdown from Ryan Tannehill. So, uh, really, really awesome story there. I know that was a big debate. Uh, back in preseason, but I want to talk a little bit about Tannehill. I, I, it's not that he's playing; he's played bad or anything. The Titans just don't need him to to, to make huge plays. You know, they, they just kind of need him to play within himself. Uh, I thought he did a good job of that tonight. Really, you know, you hate to throw around the, the term game manager, but that's what he did. I mean, he, he just did, made the plays necessary to win. Uh, you know, he had his shots, his couple of shots there. 
uh, over the course of the game, and he didn't miss um, the first touchdown to Jonu Smith. Just a ridiculous catch by Jonu Smith uh, falling in the back of the end zone there. You know, I was telling you maybe that will uh, that'll get the mock drafters uh, off the tight end position. Uh, probably not. But uh, anyways, and, and then the second throw to Raymond, like you mentioned, uh, was was fantastic. And then Arthur Smith dialing up that speed option uh, on the goal line where, where Tannehill kept it. Uh, Tannehill playing within himself, letting Derrick Henry in the offensive line do the do the big boy work. Uh, you know, he, he's just not really needed right now, uh, but he's good for a big player too. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, Arthur Smith, man, I mean, we were – I was ready to run him out of town after the 2-4 and four start. Uh, game's too big for him, you know, all that kind of stuff. Great great assistant, great, you know, quality control guy, but doesn't understand how to call plays. And he's done a fantastic job, um, you know, dialing up the, the – like you said, the speed option. Um, and, again, just kind of rubbing it in the Ravens' face. I love it so much. Um, but, you know, even, you know, using Mariota at, at times in this postseason – uh, on the on the Henry pass, you've got Mariota in there, line up the quarterback, motion him out. Uh, so just, I mean, he's been so creative and, and he's done such a good job. And yeah, I mean, sure, it's easy to uh, call plays when you're running by getting six and a half yards a carry. But I, I just think he's done a really good job of, of putting them in the right calls in certain situations. And um, it, it's just, it's really fun to watch. And it, it's fun to think about what this team has been able to do and, and what they're able to build on. Um, all right, so coming up, we'll talk a little bit about defensive performance tonight, which I thought they did a fantastic job. The numbers may not necessarily su- suggest that, but I thought the game plan was great, and I thought for the most part the guys did a really great job. All right, so, yeah, if you pull up the the box score, I mean, Lamar Jackson ends up throwing for 365 yards and, and running for 143 um, so, I mean, he got his numbers, but even with all that, the Ravens only scored 12 points, um, you know, and I, I thought the game plan was great. And, yes, it was frustrating to watch so many of those long third-down conversions. Um, and, and, you know, so, so much frustration with the Titans playing so much zone. But at the same time, it's tough to play man against a guy like Lamar Jackson because if you've got defenders turning their backs and running away from him. That gives him the obvious lanes to run in. Uh, you know, so much was made this week of, you know, assignment football, player assignments, that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, don't fall for all the window dressing and all that kind of stuff. And I really thought for the most part the Titans did a really good job with that tonight. Uh, there was the one, Lamar had the one, like, 30-yard run where Rashawn Evans comes up and, you know, misses a tackle and allows him to kind of get up the middle of the field. But that was really the only time that Lamar Jackson was loose in the middle of the field. And the Titans were able to do a good job of, of stringing out runs when he tried to break it outside, uh, you know, making him continue to go to the sideline, that kind of stuff. So, listen, you know, it was frustrating at times to, to see those big completions, but I really thought Dean Pease had a great plan coming in here. You know, not a lot of rush because if you if you have guys in the backfield and they miss, that's when a guy like Lamar Jackson makes big plays. And so I thought for the for the most part, the Titans defense was really fantastic with the the game plan tonight and the execution as well. Yeah, 100% agree. And I, I think not having Ingram at 100%, uh, I, I think that was a big deal sure. uh, for Baltimore. Didn't see a lot of designed runs out of Lamar. I, I don't feel like maybe it was just a game script uh, type of deal. But listen, when I when I saw Jayon Brown wasn't going to play in this game, I kind of lost all hope. Uh, you know, you're talking about David Long going out there as a six-round rookie, 
uh, Wesley Woodyard after him, a, a guy that, that's lost a lot of juice over the last couple of years. Um, David Long made a ton of good plays here yes, he in, in the in the first quarter, and he's just all over the field. So I, I thought the Titans did a really good job uh, containing Lamar. You know, I was complaining about the three-man rush uh, right before halftime. It just seemed like they got a little uh, conservative there, and, and it didn't seem like Lamar Jackson was handling uh, the, the blitzes all that well. Um, but again, we'll have to look at the tape and, and check and see. And I'm sure there was some, some contain element there, some spies that we weren't seeing that were just outside of the camera. But kind of a strange passing game for Lamar. I mean, it, it's not like he was throwing into tight windows or anything. Uh, it seemed like all the big plays he had were, were pretty wide open through the field. Uh, but Dean P's defense really just ramped up the pressure um, you know, in, in the red zone. Thought Lamar had pretty much what he wanted in between the 20s, but that red zone defense absolutely won the game for the Titans. Yeah, and the Ravens, I mean, I can't remember the stat, but they were one of the, they may have been the best red zone team all year. And the Titans, we've seen this all year. They have been, you know, giving stuff up between the 20s, but have have done a good job of locking down the red zone, did the same thing tonight. And listen, Lamar did throw for 365, but he threw the ball 59 times. Jeez. That's crazy. 59 <laughs> attempts. Um, you know, so, I mean, if you'd have told us coming in that he was going to throw it 59 times, I think you would have felt pretty good for the Titans' chances there. Um, Dory Jackson, I thought, had a great game. Um, a couple of really nice breakups. And listen, I think the play, you know, Lamar makes the great throw. Marquise Brown makes a great catch right there before halftime. And so the, the Ravens have the one play, I think it was from the five. Uh, first and goal from the five with like 11 seconds left. They don't have a timeout. Um, that, that was probably the biggest play of the game because if the Ravens were able to score a touchdown there, that would have made it, you know, potentially – what, I mean, it could have been 14-14 at the half, um, or at least 14-13 at the half, and then you, the Ravens get in the second half kickoff. I think it's a completely different game if, if you have something like that. So the Titans were able to stand up there, force an incomplete, force an incompletion, Justin Tucker field goal, and then you, you just you feel better about where, where they are. And, you know, again, listen, so much of this is predicated on getting out to a lead being able to play the style the Titans want to play. And that was the whole narrative this week was that they weren't going to be able to do that. But, you know, this this team, and John Robinson deserves a lot of credit for the way that he's built this team. Um, and, you know, having Kenny Vaccaro back there, uh, a guy who had a big game tonight. Uh, Kevin Byard, obviously, you know, was a third-round pick from this team. And Vaccaro signed, you know, really after Cyprian goes down. So, I mean, just kind of, I, I don't know if you want to call that lucky, however, however you want to phrase that. But, you know, if Cyprian doesn't tear his ACL in camp two years ago, who knows if Vaccaro's even on this team. Uh, so, I mean, so, so they've had some breaks, uh, like I said, I guess if you, want to, if you want to phrase it that way. But just so much of the, of the job that John Robinson has done building this team, um, you know, having the, the faith to, to pick Jeffrey Simmons where he did, a guy who came up with a couple of, another couple of big plays tonight. Jarrell Casey had a big sack tonight. So, I mean, it really, like you said, David Long really showed up, a guy that's a six-round player that, you know, they, they, you weren't really expecting anything out of this year, but has to come in in a game like tonight and, and play when Jayana Brown's not able to go. So, this is just, you know, again, I, who knows what happens next week, but what you – what you need to see from a team that is going to be able to make a Super Bowl run is having everybody step up and make plays. And, you know, you know, 
in the NFL season. Guys are going to get hurt, the next man up, all that kind of stuff. The Titans have been so good with that this year. and They've had so many you know, guys you weren't necessarily counting on stepping up and making making big plays. And I thought you saw that in, in so many areas tonight. And, you know, if that continues, who knows what can happen down the road. Yeah, and real quick, you said you mentioned Tennessee building the lead. I, they were able to build that lead because of a couple of fourth down decisions. I don't think we talked about those enough, how much they shaped this game. Um, you know, the decision to go for it on fourth and one at your own 45, um, you know, down seven points early in the game by Baltimore uh, was really shocking to me. Uh, and it's the second week in a row you've seen the Titans come up with huge stands. Uh, you know, you saw the goal line stand against the Patriots, which, you know, you look back at that goal line stand against the Patriots, is that, that's a season saver. Yeah. You know, they go in, they score, Patriots are probably going to win that game. Uh, they do the same. Jeffrey Simmons, you mentioned him, came up with another big play. And then they go for it again really early in the third quarter. Uh, once again, Titans get the stop. So uh, I thought those two plays really, really shaped the, the aspect of this game and, and just helped you know, Tennessee get out to that lead. You know, you're talking about a 14-0 lead. Um, you know, you feel like you were gifted a touchdown there, and then you can just let, let Derrick Henry run free. So I thought those two moments were massive, massive moments in this game. Yeah, and go back to the Chargers game where they have the big goal line stand there at the end of the game. So this defense has come up big in so many situations this year. And like you said, I mean, that's the key for this team is to be able to play from ahead and to give Derrick Henry the ball. And, you know, as much as Earl Thomas talked this week about, well, the Patriots didn't look interested in tackling Derrick Henry and we're going to be different. And you see that one play where he's out there with Henry all alone and, you know, had absolutely – you know, no interest in trying to tackle Derrick Henry. So, um, but I mean, listen, you know, who would want to with that guy running downhill at you? So, I don't know. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting, obviously, as, as we record this Saturday night. Don't know who the Titans are going to play next week on Sunday, but you feel at least good about the rushing matchup, at least against whoever they get next week. And if that, as long as that's the case, um, you, you got to give the Titans a chance. I, I saw something earlier tonight where, you know, Odd Shark was kind of projecting odds for the games next week, and it would be a, a pick em. if it's, if it's Titans-Texans. Uh, the Titans would be a six-and-a-half-point underdog, which I thought was kind of kind of big against the Chiefs next week. If the Chiefs win, in either game, obviously, for the Titans is going to be on the road. But I don't know. I, I mean, I, I will feel better about whoever they play next week than I did about this game. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to win, but I, I just – the, the Ravens were that team that you just felt like they were they were so good all year that it was going to be tough to beat them because they're so complete on both sides of the ball. Whoever they're going to Titans are going to face next week is going to have some holes, and so I mean you got to give them a decent chance. Yeah, and, uh, so let's play this game. Who are you rooting for tomorrow? <laughs> That's interesting. Um, <laughs> I, I think the Chiefs are the better team. Right. So I mean, from that standpoint, Arrowhead probably a tougher place to play. All that kind of. stuff stuff but the the texans have have kind of had the titans number in big games i mean i know the titans beat them in week 17 but that was without deshaun watson deandre hopkins will fuller you know you know the list goes on and on so i I don't really know what about you to me weirdly i'm i'm leaning chiefs i just think uh you know we've already seen it uh derrick henry can can really attack that that defensive front obviously stopping Mahomes is, is a totally different issue but 
I, I, I just... I just think this offense could put up 30 uh, against that defense. I know Houston's rushing numbers aren't great, but uh, they just got J.J. Watt back. Um, I, I don't know how much that plays into it, but like you said, that Houston just kind of has has the Titans' numbers. Uh, I, I don't know if I'd want to see that in a, in a do-or-die AFC championship. So, oddly, I, I kind of favor the Chiefs. Here's the thing. Regardless, Titans are playing again That's next right. week, and you know you, you could have you could have gotten a lot of money out of me on that bet at two and four. Um, so listen, we're we're just we're just enjoying the run at this point, and, and like I said, I'm I'm gonna feel better about whoever they play next week than about coming into this game today. So that that's the really fun part. Uh, obviously, we'll have a lot more on this game and whoever they play next week. We've seen miracles.com. Check us out there. I don't think I mentioned that from the top, but I figure if you're listening to this, you probably already know that. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at JMorrisMCM. Terry's at TLambertTN. Terry, anything else before we get out the door tonight? Uh, that's it, man. I, I'm I'm still kind of speechless. I'm not sure how we came up with 24 minutes, honestly. Oh, it's, it's been <laughs> it's, it's been it's so awesome, and just to do it against the Ravens, man. And like I said, just if, if you're if you're like if you're like us who've been Titans fans really since the beginning. You know the pain that that franchise has inflicted on the Titans. And so to be able to go in there when they're the team that's the favorite, they're the team that everybody's picking to go to the Super Bowl, they're the number one seed, to be able to go in there and knock them off is just, it makes it even that much sweeter. Um, the, you know, this is the first time the Titans have won two playoff games since 99, which is crazy to think about. Like I said, just to do it against the Ravens, man, it, it's so awesome. So, anyway, like I said, continue to uh, check us out at museummiracles.com. Have a lot more on this. Uh, this game and whoever they play leading up to that. Uh, and we'll try to get you another show, a, a preview show at this point, uh, whether it'll be us, me and Terry, or uh, Titans Film Room Radio with Justin and James. Uh, I'm sure they'll have some stuff this week coming up as well. So if you haven't already subscribed to the feed, uh, MCM Radio or Museum Miracles is, is the feed. Uh, you get both the, the shows when you subscribe, so go ahead and do that. For Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks so much for listening. Go Titans, and we will be talking to you again later this week and definitely next week as well.